because you're mid and we know it it's the mid podcast it is the podcast for random shit geek stuff and wrestling you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast apple spotify or google you can follow us on twitter at the mid podcast you can find us on youtube at the mid podcast and be sure to hit that like button subscribe and leave a comment you can support the mid podcast by becoming a patreon go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast you can show off your support for the podcast by going to the midpodcast.com and getting you some mid podcast merchandise we have sweatshirts t-shirts stickers and much much more i am one of your hosts Catherine, here with my handsome co-host brendan hello people so brendan it's time to get mid with our topic for the day what is our topic today uh wwe what the fuck man wait no i got it control your narrative Wait, no, no, I got it. I got it. I got it this time. I got it this time. WCW. That shit got killed by Eric Bischoff a long time ago. Wait, my my last thing. Last thing. Okay, I'll get it right this time. I'll get it right this time. I promise. No, you won't. Yes, I will. What do you think I'm going to say? New Japan. No. NWA. No. Impact. No. All Elite Wrestling. Finally. (laughs) Hey, there is nothing wrong with any of the companies I said besides like two. One being dead and the other one being shit. Okay, can we go on? Sure. Favorite time of the podcast? It is the wrestling podcast. Should should we start off with what happened over the weekend, or should we leave that for the end? Um, we can talk about that before we jump into Dynamite and Rampage, or we can talk about it before we talk about the pay per view, whichever one you want. Are we going to do this all together or are we going to separate it? We're just going to do it all together. That's why I wanted to like go through Dynamite and Rampage quick. Okay. Um, We can talk about it beforehand, before we get into it, if you want. Yeah, let's do that now. You're so, the producer. So make a executive decision. So a current AEW wrestler by the name of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Sexy. Dick decided to. I mean, he does have a sexy dick. Decided to not show up to the meet and greet W Fan Fest this weekend. Douchebag move. When people paid hundreds of dollars to see him, kind of dick bag move. Did not tell anybody that he wasn't going going to show up. 
and didn't tell Tony Khan either. And then he waits wait, to wait, 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 come out. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm gonna put my two cents out here on on not telling TK. I bet TK was probably pissed. Oh, I'll get into what TK said about that. Um, but my other two cents is, I bet TK's kind of hot when he's pissed. Like, oh god, he's probably got that sexy piss look. Oh god. Proceed. So then, the pay per view starts. He doesn't show up until like in half an hour before his match is supposed to start. And then after his match, he leaves. Like that. So, with you being the MJF fan here, I want your thoughts on it first. You mean I gotta use my brain? Yes. Why? Because you're the MJF fan here. I am I am an MJF fan. Um bailing on a meet and greet where people have paid hundreds and thousands of dollars to meet you, and that's including, you know, people that flew across the country to go to Vegas for this. Um, some may have just flown in for the meet and greet and didn't buy tickets to the pay-per-view. That's kind of a, a douchebag move. Um, I think I was talking with Brandon about this. Um, he's acting like a spoiled little brat. And I understand the wanting more money because you've basically outperformed your previous contract. So from what I've gathered so far, his original, original contract, he signed with AEW when they first started as a company. So they probably didn't have a whole lot of revenue coming in at that present time to offer him six figures. So he signs that deal. Well, revenue starts coming in. He got a pay raise. Khan gave him a pay raise. Didn't make him sign an extension, gave him a pay raise. And now you you want more money, but you don't want to sign a contract extension. I have no degree in sports management, but that's not how contracts work in sports. If you want more money, you're going to have to sign an extension. Yes, that's how contracts work. And thank you for giving your thoughts. Um, oh, I'm not done. Oh, I'm not, not done. done. Oh, no. Um, also, AEW has offered him a pay raise. Yes. But it came with a contract extension. So when your contract's up in 2024, your new contract kicks in. 
Now, would said new contract be another four-year deal, five-year deal? No. You could be like, okay, you pay me X amount of dollars, I'll be here for three years. I mean, football players get paid X amount of dollars and they sign a one-year deal. And if anybody knows about that, it would be the owner and president of AEW since he kind of runs a NFL football team. And a soccer team. And a soccer team. So, with that being said, I personally believe he has either gotten really shitty advice from somebody, his agent, friends, somebody, or he can no longer separate the MJF character from the real person. And if I was Tony Khan and I had to refund all, all those people's money for a meet and greet, you bet your ass it would be coming out of your next paycheck. You didn't call me and tell me, hey, I don't want to do it. Hey, I'm sick. No, you are acting like a spoiled fucking brat. And you let everybody down. You let your fans down that paid to come see you. You let Tony Khan down who put trust in you to sign you to his fucking company. I mean, he could cut your contract right now and be like, go, bye, fuck you, I'm done. He could be a real prick and say, hey, sit your ass at home for two more years and collect a paycheck, but you will not be on my TV. I don't know which way I would go if if I'm Tony Khan and MJF is sitting across from me right at the present time. And most fans do not support athletes who act like spoiled brats who sit out because they want more money. Look at baseball. When baseball went on strike, the fans were pissed back in the 90s. Now, when they were talking about a strike this recent year, the fans supported them because they actually had valid fucking reasons to not play. Your only reason is you feel you've outgrown your contract, which you have. I get it. I get it. You want more money, but that comes with you having to sign an extension. You cannot have your cake and eat it too just because you think your name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Your daddy needs to beat your ass and knock some sense into you. That's all I got to say about that right now. Well, damn. So, my thoughts is dick move a if you said like in a week in advance i don't want to be here i don't want to do the meet and greet 
that's fine. You give them time to find somebody else who wants to do that. And now, Samoa Joe didn't show up to the meet and greet as well. That was a communication issue. Do you know what Samoa Joe was doing? No. At that time, his meet and greet was supposed to be happening. What? He was training Paige Van Zandt. Oh, damn. So, he was helping. That's fine. He was helping somebody else who would end up making their debut the next night, who I think looked good in the ring. But if you're MJF, sure, you don't want to be there. You see how the WWE is booking Cody right now. And I was like, okay. Time out. Let's talk about this. But Cody has traction in WWE. Yes. His family wrestled for WWE. His dad, his brother, himself. Previously wrestled in WWE. Am I not mistaken? No. Okay. So, they may not treat MJF the same way they're treating Cody Rhodes. Because of the Rhodes name and the value that is put on the Rhodes name. And the same thing could say, say if Charlotte Flair had never signed with WWE and she signed with AEW first. And then she went to WWE. They would probably treat her the same way they're doing Cody because of the legacy of her father. It's probably like that for a lot of people. Say like Roman ended up signing it with AEW before WWE. If AEW was a thing. Well... Roman's cousin's The Rock. He makes the jump. Vince realizes that that's The Rock's cousin. Boom. It's family ties. Like, exactly. You know, his uncles wrestled for WWE, so he's got that connection. MJF ain't got shit, except for he only is looking at dollar songs right now. And if he goes... And I'm as an MJF fan, I don't care if he resigns with AEW or if he goes to WWE. I will say I feel if he goes to WWE, they're gonna water him down and he's gonna be a lesser Miz because Miz is not gonna give up Miz's place in WWE for MJF. And MJF is just like the Miz. They don't need two Miz's in WWE. No. So if MJF goes over, what are they gonna do with him? And The Miz is one of the most iconic, I would top 10 iconic wrestlers of all time. Top 15. The Miz is probably one of your top 10 heels of all time. And he's worked in that company since he's became a pro wrestler. And he's done good. He has a long history there and so on. Maxwell doesn't. No, I don't think Maxwell would be booked good in the WWE if he made the switch right away. Maybe eventually he would. But And also he don't fit don't fit Vince's narrative of a big tall wrestling guy. Exactly. So you would be put into mid card shit and you'd be wrestling like for the twenty four seven championship. Mm-hmm. Or you'd be wrestling for the IC title, which 
Who the fuck has it in WWE? I don't even know. Ricochet. But he's going to lose the it United to Walter. United States Championship. Don't even know who fucking has that. Austin Theory? So, and the only reason Vince would take you would to be stick it to Tony Khan. Exactly. Because Vince is that vindictive and that fucking petty. And my thing is, AEW will be fine without MJF. They're fine yeah. without Cody. And I mean, I hey. will say, I will say, they will have to find someone to fill the heel role MJF plays in AEW. And but with that being said, I do feel there's people on the AEW roster that could fill that role. Ricky Starks. Exactly. Ricky Starks. Hell, I'll even throw Sammy out right there. Sammy Guevara. People already hate him. Exactly. Chris yeah. Jericho. Jericho's always a good heel. I mean, Jericho ain't going to be wrestling forever. The man is 50 years old right now. Yeah. And so, back to my thoughts on MJF. He so only yes. wrestles. So, yes, AEW could be fine without MJF if they allow Sammy Guevara, Ricky Starks to be the heels. I would put my money on Ricky Starks. I know TK loves Sammy Guevara. He's come out and said that he's a big Sammy Guevara Which person. It's fair. Sammy's a good wrestler. I don't. Oh, Sammy's think. a hell of a wrestler. I've seen him wrestle twice in person. Frick you. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Sammy fan, but when somebody's fucking good, they're fucking good. And Sammy is that fucking great. But the only problem with Sammy, he's not that great on the mic. Exactly. Whereas Ricky Starks. Starks is awesome on the mic. And he does fairly well in the ring from the matches I've watched him be in. And he's also was coming off a neck injury. And he has a big guy behind him. And powerhouse Hobbs. And Taz. Taz, Taz was a great heel. Exactly. So they have people there, if Maxwell does leave, that could take that role and be fine with it. So if he leaves, whatever. I don't care. I still won't watch the WWE. Um, If he stays, cool. But if he's going to be a bitch, just whatever he has sure he wants more money and yes he deserves more money but with more money comes a longer contract and he needs to wrestle more he only wrestles what eight times a year maybe like no if you and you also have to look at the aew schedule compared to the wwe schedule. exactly you're not going to get a Randy Orton schedule or a Roman Reigns schedule where you don't have to do house shows, you can do certain pay-per-views. No. You're going to be wrestling six, seven days a week if you wrestle for Vince McMahon if you're not one of his top four or five guys. Like, Cody has wrestled just about every day since he's been in the WWE. And he joined in April. And he's wrestled almost every day. 
and Vince ain't gonna let you keep money if you go do other shit. Exactly. You become property of WWE, even though MJF has trademarked his name, you're still gonna be property of WWE. Uh-huh. So and you will have to do meet and greets. Vince will make you do them. Mm-hmm. Because that is a family-oriented sports entertainment business. And the shit that you say in your promos on AEW is not going to fly on WWE. They're going to hand you a script and they're going to tell you, do not go off script. So, I don't think this lowered what WWE thinks of him. They still want him, sure. But I think Vince should look at that and see, well, if he's going to be like that, is he really a good fit for my company? And the first time Vince pisses him off and doesn't get his way, he's going to go run his mouth. Yep. And Vince ain't going to tolerate that. No. CM Punk's at the best. If Maxwell thinks the grass is greener on the other side, go ahead. Go for it. I agree. Let him go for it. If not, you'll be back here in three years. And I don't know if I would take you back. If I was Tony Khan and I let you go or let your contract expire and you go to WWE and sign like a three-year deal and you don't like it there and you come crawling back to me, I don't think I would take you back. I tell your ass, go work the indies. You better go to Impact. You better move your ass to Japan. So I think, say Cody left the WWE. I think Tony Khan would let him come back. Yes. But Cody Rose didn't pull the bullshit in That's Cody Rose even showed up on AEW television without a contract. Exactly. So, I mean, it sucks Cody isn't in AEW anymore. I'm a Cody fan. I'll admit, the only time I watch WWE is when Cody is on it now. I probably won't even watch Hell in a Cell this weekend. I will, because I'm getting free pizza from Uncle Red. But Maxwell, he's young. Dumb and full of cum. But this is a dumbass moment. Hopefully it's a learning moment for Maxwell, and he never does this shit again. But, yeah, not a good look from MJF, I would say. I would agree with that. If I'm in any wrestling company and I want this guy to come work for me, I see that. I was like, well, if he's going to do shit like that because he's not getting his way, yeah, that's not going to be a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the old saying, once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. Your significant other cheats on you once. Ain't nothing stopping them for doing it again. Once a cheater, always a cheater. But that's all of my thoughts on the Maxwell situation. Also, Tony Khan was asked about it after the Double or Nothing media scrum. He he said no no comment. And everybody got mad about it. And it ain't none of your fucking business. That's Um, between MJF and Tony Khan. And when they're ready to release what happens, they will. 
Tony Khan and MJF did have a sit-down. Apparently, Maxwell didn't like it. I'm sure Tony Khan laid down the law to Maxwell. Well, rumor has it that he's going to be off television for at least a few weeks. Well, I think something needed to happen. I think that's the best call. I don't know if it was MJF's call or if it was TK's call. But rumors are circulating that he's not going to be on AEW television for the next few weeks. Maxwell needs to go home and reevaluate his priorities. Get his shit together. Finish out his contract with AEW. And if you don't want to be there, then fuck it. Yeah. You have a year and a half left on that deal. I would assume. Yes, because other people are getting paid more than you. Which the people who are getting paid more than you have a name in wrestling history. Exactly. Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, William Regal, Jericho. Like these guys, they've been around the business for 20 plus years. They deserve everything they've gotten. They so deserve far six figure paychecks every time they, they step into the ring. And you're only 25 and you 25. hardly wrestle? No, fuck that. If you are a pro wrestler, you at least have to wrestle twice a month. If you work for me, you will wrestle twice a month. But that's like when when Ricky Starks got hurt and the doctors told him it was a neck injury and he couldn't wrestle for a while. He was upset that he couldn't be in the ring. So this was when Cody was still one of the EVPs and was like, hey, we'll put you on commentary just to keep your name out there until you get better. And, and get now back Ricky in the Starks ring. is always on commentary on Friday. And then on Friday nights, Ricky Starks is on commentary and I love it. And I love watching him wrestle in the ring. Exactly. Ricky Nothing Starks... is wrong with MJF except his pride is hurt. Because he his ego thinks he's bigger than what he is. Mm-hmm. And in reality, there's people better than MJF. In the ring? Technically wrestling? Yeah. There's better technical wrestlers than MJF. But on the mic? No. The only person that can touch him on the mic is The Miz. Pong. The Rock. But The Rock don't wrestle no more. But that would be about it. Punk. Thugonomic Cena. Thugonomic Cena probably could take him. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, just... We'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. But I think he's playing with the the wrong person. He's playing with the wrong con. That's mm-hmm. what he's doing. Tony Khan has a passion for wrestling, whereas Nick doesn't. But, yeah. 
So enough about that. We'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. But that was our thoughts on the Maxwell Jacob Friedman situation at AEW. So let's move on to some wrestling news, which is a little late, sort of, kind of. We I did incorporate some new news. Um, speaking of MJF, my first wrestling news was would be who would you take, MJF or the Miz? The Miz, because I know he will show up to meet and greets and not be a dick all the time. So next wrestling news, Randy Orton has been suffering with severe back problems. Sucks for Randy. Hope he gets better. Somebody said that he's been suffering from severe back problems because he's been having to carry the WWE. <laughs> that's true. But he ha- he does have back problems. That's why I think they let them drop the titles to the Usos. And um, I think I heard them say that he's going to see a neurosurgeon. They said before his match, but his and Riddle's match with the Usos, he can barely walk. What would be your thoughts on AEW holding an event at Wrigley Field? Huh. I would go to it. What are your thoughts on WWE having to move money in the bank from a stadium to an arena? (coughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, That's funny. They are moving it from the stadium in Las Vegas to the arena where they UFC takes place. UFC and Dynamite. <clears throat> and also, they scheduled Money in the Bank the same weekend that the UFC has their major event. Uh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. I mean, Come I don't know who on, schedules Dana. your your pay per views, but I would have looked at the calendar and be like, "Yeah, I'm not having this pay per view in Las Vegas at this time." <laughs> Come on, Dana, you know what to do, Dana. I fucking love Dana White. Well, it seems that your boy TK got got some backlash because he had tweeted out that, you know, he'd been in Vegas for a week and that he had went and had a meeting with like some Warner brother executives and had dinner with his dad and Dana White and told Dana White about WWE having to move money in the bank from a stadium to an arena. And the Twitterverse went fucking nuts. Uh, Tony Khan's amazing. Like it wasn't his place to say that and blah, blah, blah. He's having dinner with friends. What the fuck you going to talk about? sex anyway um it's reported that Devon Dudley and Jeff Jarrett are going to work for WWE they already do or at least Jeff Jarrett does Jeff Jarrett does at least WWE also stated that both Sasha and uh, Naomi were going to be suspended without pay. Yeah. Fuck the WWE. 
it was announced today by WWE that the women's tag team tournament is off for now. You know why it's off, WWE? Because you got no fucking women tag team. The huh. best one you had fucking walked out on your ass. Because you have fucking shitty ass creative. Uh, that's funny. Jeff Hardy is sidelined. I hope it's just an injury. And I, some fans were saying he was on stuff. If you're saying that, fuck you. No, it came out from Tony Khan that Jeff Hardy is going to be sidelined for now because he took a tough beating in that Darby match. Yeah. And we've seen the repercussions of that in their match against the Young Bucks because he looked really off in, in their match with the Young Bucks at the pay-per-view. And it was still a good match. And they were supposed to have a 10-man tag match Tomorrow That's night. now an eight-man tag match. Which is now an eight-man. They took Jeff out and they took Adam Cole out. Yeah. So who is it for the other team? Matt. Jurassic Express. And Christian? Yeah. Against the Young Bucks. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly? Okay, I was wondering who was teaming with the other for with the Red Dragon. I was like, am I getting Young Bucks again? Heck yeah. Give me some Matt Jackson all day long. In Los Angeles? Yeah, in, in Los Angeles. Also, it came out today that WWE, I mean, AEW wrestler Jake Atlas was arrested. For domestic abuse. For domestic abuse. Guess who is no longer showing on the AEW roster page? Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas. Had one match towards ACL, and now he ended up in jail. Yeah, have you heard the details about that, which I won't get into on the podcast? No, I haven't. Okay, after the podcast, I will give you the details on that. Because all They're I They're very is... interesting. Oh, man. Did he beat him with the dildo? No. 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 So let's jump into Dynamite. And it happened to be the three-year anniversary of AEW. Woo-woo! Woo! What happened to this company being in the mud in year three, fuckers? I guess they were wrong. And guess what? They're going to be wrong about AEW being in the mud in year four. Oh, I can't wait for the buy-in numbers to come out tomorrow or Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, we start Dynamite off with a steel cage match between Wardlow, hubba hubba hubba, and the chairman, Sean Spears. MJF come out as special guest referee. I put looking good in those tight shorts. Was getting some 90s Shawn Michaels vibes. When Sean was around? That was absolutely disgusting. MJF can't find the handcuffs to get the handcuffs off Wardlow. Spears attacks Wardlow. Wardlow mounts some offense despite being handcuffed. Mm. Mm-mm. 
big mini man handcuffed. Wardlow finally breaks the handcuffs free and can now do some damage, and damage he does. Spears goes to hit Wardlow with the chair as MJF is holding him. Wardlow ducks. Spears knocks the fuck out of MJF. <laughs> Spears has bent over a knocked out MJF. Wardlow rises up from the mat behind Spears. Then Wardlow powerbombs Spears several times. Once on a chair, gets the pin. Wardlow goes after MJF as the security comes into the ring. We see MJF weasel his way out of the ring. And Wardlow climbs to the top of the cage, staring down at MJF as he is crawling up the ramp. That was a fun little opening to Dynamite. Uh, Wardlow wins. Wardlow yeah. will get his hands on Maxwell Jacob Friedman at the AEW pay-per-view Double or Nothing. Yes. Next, we move on to the face-off between CM Punk and your AEW world champion, Hangman Adam Page. Punk says it's all about business, and Hangman says that he is trying to protect all elite wrestling from Punk and feels that it is personal. Hangman cheap shot Punk. I believe Punk is inside Hangman's head. Oh, 100% Punk got inside Hangman's head. Then we move on to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston tagging against Private Party. And we get both William Regal and Chris Jericho on commentary. And Jericho has brought the JAS with him. We see Kingston taking out half of Private Party. We see uh, Quinn in the ring with Moxley. Jericho says, congrats, Regal, on making it another week. Nice. We see Moxley does a nice kick to Quinn's head. Mox then begins to uh, beat the shit out of Isaiah Cassidy. As Mox, Mox is pinning Cassidy, he flips off Chris Jericho. Then the JAS goes to the ring and attacks Kingston and Moxley. Then we see Danielson, Ortiz, and Santana come out to even the odds. little fun match. Can't wait for Wheeler Yuta to, to come back and start kicking ass again. As Wheeler Yuta said today, Jericho Appreciation Society, I'm gonna fuck you up. I love Wheeler Yuta. I love Wheeler Yuta too. You might have to buy me a Wheeler Yuta shirt now. I still just need my plain All Elite Wrestling t-shirt that I keep saying I'm going to get, but I end up buying other shirts because, like, my Live Love Super Kick shirt come in today. I got my Undisputed Elite shirt last week. You got your FTR gear last week. Nice. Featuring of FTR. They are wrestling Raw Punky Vice for the ROH Tag Team Championships. I put, I like Romero, Trent Beretta, not so much. Love FTR. Teams matched up very well. 
It was a good back and forth between the two teams. The match was interrupted by United Empire from New Japan. They lay waste to FTR and Rapungi Vice. And make it known they're coming after the ROH tag belts. This match ended in a DQ. Your thoughts on it? All I'm saying is, who's the leader of the United Empire? I don't know, because I don't really pay attention to New Japan, but it wouldn't be Jay White. No, he's the leader of the Bullet Club. I don't know. Let's just say this man's British. And I got to see him wrestle a few weeks ago. Will Ospreay? Yep. I've only seen him wrestle once on New Japan. So if you can't tell, I'm very excited that United Empire is in here. Because if that means we're one step closer to Will Ospreay and AEW, fucking give it to me. Mm. Moving on. Oh, speaking of which, so this match ended in a disqualification. Out of boredom last night, I was watching Raw. Within an hour, they had two DQ matches. Two matches that ended in a DQ. How many DQ matches have we had in AEW in their three years? Like six. I was going to say, not even a handful? (laughs) Anyway, so we see the Hardy Boys promo. They begin to compare their career with the Young Bucks career. And Matt Hardy gives me the best saying of the week. The elite will be deleted. No. Oh. He proceeds to tell everybody that him and his brother, Jeff Hardy, we are middle age and extreme. (laughs) New t-shirt. Printed AEW. I will buy it. ProWrestlingTees.com This match is going to be awesome. Next, we move on to a three-way match between Absolute Ricky Starks, Swerve Strickland, and everybody's favorite Tarzan, Jungle Boy. I like all three of these guys. This is my type of three-way. Oh, God. Each competitor is equally matched. Each of them were doing, like, quick roll-ups trying to get a pin. Um, During the match, Starks was jarring with the crowd, and it was priceless. And if you go on Twitter, you can actually see what Ricky Starks said to the crowd. It was great. Something about your dad should have done something. Then we see Starks with Jungle Boy. Um, Starks has Jungle Boy up in, like, a vertical suplex position. And as Jungle Boy is in this position, Ricky Starks is doing the Rodham Cowboy motion. <laughs> Ricky and Starks then, is amazing. Then Swerve does the same thing to poor, poor Jungle Boy. And <laughs> Ricky Starks comes out of nowhere with a spear. This match was amazing. Swerve gets the pin and the win. 
Then we see Powerhouse Hobbs comes out, lays out Swerve. Luchasaurus comes out, and then Keith Lee comes out to even the odds. We have big meaty men face off in the ring. We love big meaty men wrestling. Hobbs and Luchasaurus are outside the ring, and all of a sudden we see a Keith Lee flying to take them out. A flying Keith Lee. A limitless Keith Lee. Thoughts on the match? Fun match. Whose house? Swerve's house. Very excited Swerve won because he was yes. my favorite out of the three. Then next we move on to Men of the Year promo. Anytime I get to see Ethan Page is great. Lambert proceeds to tell Scorpio he'll get a new belt. Can't wait to see what it looks like. Then we get a Thunder Rosa promo. She comes out with no face paint. Says that Serena D blames everyone but herself. Um, I put in my notes, uh, Thunder Rosa needs to learn to cut a promo when the music hits. That means you need to shut up, bitch. Oh, well, I don't think they were expecting the music that she was expecting the music to hit that much. Or, you know what? Who cares? It's Thunder Rosa. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. Uh, bitch was talking too much. She needed to cut it down. Then we get Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Boring Tony Storm. Hey, fuck. I'm not gonna say that. That's mean. Do not slander you, Tony Storm like you that. You cannot say fuck you to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I decided to back out of that. That's kind of nasty. <laughs> This ain't Tennessee. Oh, God. But, yeah, no Tony Storm slander. I just said that to see what you say. I actually like Tony Storm. I put waiting for this match for a while. Storm looks good. Storm had momentum but couldn't get the cover. Then we see Jamie Hayter come out. This is where I was thinking Hater was going to turn or screw Britt Baker. We see Tony Storm ends up with a busted nose. And then Britt Baker grabs the rope for assistance, pins Tony Storm. It moves on to the final of the Women's Owen Hart Tournament. That was a fun match. I enjoyed it. Sucks Tony Storm did it win, but I'm not mad Britt won. Then we have our next Owen Hart qualifying match, and it is Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. Joe has size, O'Reilly has speed. Size and speed? Hmm. Size wins this time. Size and speed, the things I could say. But I'm trying to cut down on my sexual windows for wrestling. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I've been good. Have you, though? Yes. The only one I've said was that's my type of three-way. No, you said something about Tony Khan. Yes, I bet he's sexy when he's pissed. (laughs) Those are the only two things I've said. Anyways, continue. Well, I did say MJF looked good in his little ref gear, but anyway. 
We see O'Reilly uses the cross arm breaker on that injured shoulder from uh, Joe. And we see O'Reilly using his famous kicks on Joe. Now we see Samoa Joe getting pissed and knees O'Reilly in the head. Then we see O'Reilly taking Joe off his feet, working on that injured shoulder again. Joe rolls into O'Reilly, taking him down. Almost got a pin. Then we see Samoa Joe with a clothesline from hell. Did you hear the comment made by JR? No, I did not. So when Samoa Joe did this clothesline from hell and like flipped O'Reilly, did a 360, JR says, you can call it anything. I'm calling it, damn it, don't do it. Let me rephrase it. JR said, you can call it anything. I'm calling it, damn, don't do that to me again. Oh, wait, yeah, I heard that. That was funny. Then we see frustration setting in for O'Reilly. Then we see Samoa Joe goes for the sleeper, puts O'Reilly out. Samoa Joe gets the win by submission. Then we notice your boy. Adam Cole comes out and has a stare down with Samoa Joe. Yeah. I don't know who's going to win on Sunday. Don't know. So, your thoughts on that match? It was a fun match. It's a physical match. But that's what happens when you have two of the best strikers in wrestling. Yes. I'm not mad that Samoa Joe won. I like Samoa Joe. I wish we would have got Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly 2.0, but we didn't. So, it is what it is. So, my top five moments from Dynamite. Number five, Sean Spears hitting MJF with the chair. Number four, Matt Hardy saying we're middle-aged and extreme. Number Number three was the triple threat match with Jungle Boy, Swerve, and Starks. Number two was the face-off between Hangman and Punk. And my number one moment from Dynamite was Wardlow powerbombing Spears to get the win to get his hands on MJF. My top five, uh, the Britt Baker and Tony Storm match, number four. Let's see, what would number four be? The Hardys promo. Uh, number five, number three, or number three, would be the CM Punk and Hangman face to face. Number two would be the Samoa Joe match, and number one would be the Triple Threat with Swerve. Nice. So moving on to Rampage, we have Brian Danielson versus Matt Seidel, and we get Regal on commentary. Both are good technical wrestlers. We see a nice kick by Sedell. Sedell almost gets a pin. Then we see Danielson puts the leg lock on Matt Sedell. I put Sedell looking really good. Danielson gets the win. It was a nice, fun match. You knew Danielson was going to win, but I'm not. It was a good, entertaining match to watch. The next match, even though it was against Jobbers, had to be my favorite match of Rampage. And that is my boy, Nicky Mac Jackson, known as the Young Bucks, 
versus some jobbers didn't even write their names down. But Nick and Matt Jackson come out as the Hardy Boys with Gang Grail. And Brandon Cutler dressed up as Lita. And Brandon Cutler dressed up as Lita. You see the thong and everything. Oh, and if you go watch BTE, he originally come out with the red hair. (laughs) (laughs) We see Nick doing the Jeff Hardy dance. (laughs) We see Matt fall out of the ring like Matt Hardy did. (laughs) I put, this was fucking awesome. The Young Bucks get the win. Then we see the Young Bucks going for the BTE on Gangrel and the Hardys come down. And the Hardys take out the Young Bucks. And then we see Gangrel take out Brandon Cutler. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? <laughs> you live, love, super kick. Live, love, super kick. I have it on my chest right now. Next, we see Darby Allen does a promo where he challenges Kyle O'Reilly at double or nothing. I put yes. For taking out Sting. Then next we get Dante Martin versus Platinum Max Caster. Ass boys. As usual, Max Caster dropping the bars, loving the rhymes. He's awesome. They come out with the gun club. We see Bowen saying ass as the crowd says boys. Ass. Boys. boys and we see Dante flying taking out the ass boys and Max Caster and then we see Billy Gunn slams Dante into the ring and the ref kicks out the ass boys Caster looks to be in control then Dante looks to be in control and Dante gets the pin <laughs> fun match wish Max would have won but I'm not mad at Dante won I like Dante Martin but it seems like they've wrestled once before and Max Caster won, so now Dante won, so we need a rubber match. Then we get the men of the year. Yes, give me all ego, Ethan Page, any day, every day, three times on Sunday. I put Lambert is awesome. The new TNT champion belt looks good. I did not realize until after Rampage went off and I seen the belt posted on Twitter that is actually the colors of the Lakers. As a professional Los Angeles Lakers hater, this belt. I like this belt. I put, I'm tired of fucking Sammy and Tay. I said, trio tag match finally ending this shit. If Scorpio's team wins, Sammy and Frankie uh, Kazarian cannot challenge for the TNT title again. The next we get the final contender for the Owen Hart Women's Tournament. And we have Ruby Soho who will be facing Chris Statlander. How do you feel about the new Chris Statlander? I like it. I don't know how I feel about it. 
the crowd is split between the two. They matched up pretty good. We see Ruby Soho Soho held back her punch. Soho has speed. Statlander has power. We see Soho with a Hurricane Rana off the ropes. Soho gets the win. And then we see Dr. Britt Baker comes out. And not only does she come out, she comes out wearing a Johnny Depp shirt. Britt Baker, W. Ruby Soho says Britt has receipts coming and she's cashing them in at double or nothing. And that is how Rampage ended. Rampage and Dynamite. Oh, soon. 8.9 out of 10. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So, we have been thrilled that we've gotten three live events from AEW this week. We are now moving on to Sunday night's pay-per-view. Double or nothing. All Elite Wrestling presents their premium live event. Oh, wait. Wrong thing. All Elite Wrestling presents their pay-per-view, Double or Nothing. Live from from Las Vegas. Had to throw in a shot at the Fed there. Fucking premium live event, dude. <laughs> I mean, they might become premium live events for AEW if Tony Khan secures the HBO Max deal. Oh, I was going to tell you about that, but uh, I'll tell you later. Well, sorry, we can talk about that at the end of with this. But anywho, the cows. So- Double or nothing. Overall thoughts on double or nothing real quick? Uh, Were you excited for it? Oh, Would hell you yeah. Like, oh, it's okay. So, there was some stuff that I feel like could have been on a Dynamite or a Rampage. But if you watch the media scrum, I understand why TK did what he did. He wasn't expecting a Game 7. For the NBA playoffs. The Miami-Boston series. Ended up going to game 7. Ended up being played. On Sunday night. So Tony Khan was like. Well I'll just buy. An extra hour of this pay-per-view. And so when people get done. Watching. Game 7. They could flip it over to double or nothing to watch the final three matches. Which, good for it's a smart plan. So, if you're complaining about double or nothing being long, fuck you. It's Memorial Day weekend. Sure, the people in the UK had reasons to be pissed. They had to stay up early on in the morning and whatever, but I mean, Come on. And yeah, but I think a a double or nothing was really fun. I enjoyed just about everything in it, truthfully.
I liked it. I didn't even realize how long it had gone until I looked at my phone and it was like 1230 and I still hadn't taken my shower yet. And I was like, God damn. Well, I was watching the double or I was watching double or nothing while also getting pissed off at the Coca-Cola 600 because Denny Hamlin's an idiot. So yeah, I wasn't happy. I didn't even bother watching that shit. I didn't even watch. Larson got turned with two to go. Oh, she's. So I'm very pissed. If you cannot tell. But anywho, we don't talk about NASCAR. We talk about wrestling. So let's talk about double or nothing. Let's talk about it. So people were bitching because it was so long. Um, come to find out, TK bought an extra hour. I just, just said that. So, just so Martha Hart could use all the time she wanted, and they wouldn't have to cut anything. Good, because Martha Hart deserves everything. Okay. So I'll call him when I get done. You continue. We start with the buy-in, and we get Hook and Danhausen, known as Hookhausen, versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. I put, what the fuck is Smart Mark wearing? Yeah, that was not the move. That looks like something you would fucking wear if you was a wrestler. I'm offended. Please, that's what I wanted to do. Then we see Hook and Knees starting off the match. Hook looking good, standing in the corner. Dan Housing is in. We see Dan Housing doing a Hurricane Rana? Dan Housing's good at wrestling. Hook begins taking it to Knees. Knees tags Sterling. And Hook Housing wins. Woo, Hook Housing. So now we're moving on to Double or Nothing. Our first match is MJF versus Wardlow. The crowd chanting as MJF finally makes it to the ring. Asshole. At this time, I will have to say it's well-deserved. Also, training, he showed up. The crowd popped for Wardlow. I put, why did the staffer behind Wardlow look like Morbius? <laughs> because it's Morbin time. And I put the crowd chanting, he showed up at MJF. We see MJF biting Wardlow's head. That's not the head of Wardlow I'd be biting. We see MJF trying to fake an injury and the crowd began calling bullshit. <laughs> Wardlow power bombs MJF. And he power bombs him again and again. And he gets five power bombs on him at this time. The ref begins to count uh, MJF. Wardlow stops the count and ends up giving MJF 10 power bombs and Wardlow gets the win. 
Then we see them taking MJF out on the stretcher. And TK, I don't know where you hire your medical team from, but they're trying to kill MJF. I mean, I know you're pissed at MJF, but they put the oxygen mask over his nose and eyes. Didn't know your eyes needed oxygen. Good. And then we see Tony Schiavone come down and tell Wardlow that he just heard from Tony Khan that Wardlow is now all elite. Woo! Give me that graphic. As soon as he said that, I was on Twitter. Where's my graphic? Where's my graphic? (laughs) Our next match features the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys. I love me some Young Bucks. Their video package was Was amazing. Freaking amazing. As soon as I heard the music, I'm like, they are not going to do something to Elvis Presley's Viva Las Vegas. And they did something to Elvis. They did a promo to Elvis Presley's Viva Las Vegas. And then they come out in fucking Elvis gear. (laughs) With sideburns. With sideburns. They are gems. And then I put Matt Hardy's tits bouncing like a trampoline. What the fuck? That's what I put. And then I put the Hardys look slow. And we get the Matt starting off. Matt Jackson and Matt Hardy. Then we see Nick in- intimidating Jeff Hardy's dance. And then we see a nice kick by Nick. We see Cutler try to assist for the Young Bucks. Jeff flips off Nick. The Young Bucks with risky business on Mac kicks out. Nick misses with the kick and gets his brother. We see Matt Hardy ends up with a busted mouth. We see Nick Jackson down. We get a swanton from Jeff. The Hardys get the pin and the win. Thought it was a good match, even though the Hardys looked slowed. The Young Bucks carried. Well, now we know why they looked slow because Jeff Hardy was like freaking beat up. So hope Jeff gets better, and Jeff needs to stop doing the high spots. You can do them here and there, just like don't do them all the time now, please, Jeff. So next match, we get Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay. I put, I like Anna Jay's ring attire. Jade got the Cody Vader. Yep. They're changing it to the, I forgot. The money Vader? (laughs) Yeah. No, the money lift. It's now called the money lift. I put Jade's hair is giving me AKA sorority vibes. Really cool. I liked it. Oh, it's getting like a weird Harley Quinn vibe. Yeah, half her hair was pink and half is green, which is the colors for, for the AKA sorority. Um, I put Jade looking good. We see Anna with a superplex. We see Anna climbing to the top of the rope, and as she slings her leg over, she hits the camera. 
Then we see Mark Sterling throwing in the crutch. Anna grabs it and uses it. And we see Johnny Hungy taking out smart Mark Sterling. Anna has the Queen Slayer in. And we see Jade get up on her feet. Cargill retains her title, gets the pin. And who comes out? Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway. Where did he come from? Uh, luckily, his 30 days ended the day before, and then he showed up at T-Mobile Arenas be like, hey, Tony Khan, give me a contract. And Tony Khan gave him a contract. Tony Khan and Jade. Tony Khan and Jade didn't know this was happening until about two hours before the show. And then we see Chris Statlander coming out to help Anna Jay. And the baddies come out to help Jade. And Statlander and Anna J gets some help from none other than the Forbidden Goddess. The American Joshi. Athena. I was very excited. I was going to say, did you scream the roof off your home? The neighbors probably woke up. We now have Athena in AEW. I am very happy. I am very happy. Our next match is Death Triangle versus House of Black. I put mask versus face paint. Yeah. Yeah. Match was going back and forth between each team. I put Pack looks like a midget against Brody King. (laughs) Then we see the house isolating Pack. Then we see Penta and Phoenix taking out uh, Black and King. And I put bodies hitting the floor. Phoenix get, getting knocked around like a ball. And then we see Julia Hart show up with Black Mist to Pack. Malachi gets the pin. Thank you, Jesus. The bitch finally turned. Long-term story. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Long term storytelling, mother. That was too fucking long storytelling. Then deal with it. I need to have a personal meeting with Tony Khan and tell him his long term storytelling sometimes is too long. No. No. Our next match versus it has Samoa Joe versus your boy, Adam Cole Bebe. For the Owen Hart men's final. We see Adam Cole coming out in pink gear. Sign that he's going to win. Adam Cole sends Joe into the ring post. I put Cole needs to keep Joe off his feet. We see Adam Cole attacking Joe's shoulder. Then we see Samoa Joe with a choke slam, And he is taking control of the match. Looks like Adam Cole busted his mouth. Good thing his girlfriend's a dentist. Mm-hmm. And then we see Bobby Fish come out. Joe has Cole in the sleeper. Fish helps Cole, and Adam Cole gets the win. Fun match. Adam Cole is your first Owen male Owen Hart's champion. And then our next match features the women. 
Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Ruby Ruby Soho. Also, if you haven't seen the video of Ruby Soho and I think it's Powerhouse Hobbs and MJF, you need to go watch it. It's funny as hell. Um, we see Britt Baker in pink attire too. Guess who's going to win this match? We get a nice knee by Soho. We see Baker folks focusing on the ribs of Ruby Soho. Looks like she injured those. They each exchange blows. Britt Baker is your winner. Woo! Woo! I'm not mad about it. Um, I would have liked to seen Statlander in this match instead, but I thought this match was also really good. I'm not mad Britt won, and if you are, fuck you. There's a lot of people mad that her and Adam Cole won. Well, then they can cry about it. And yeah. Our next match, we get the men of the year, all ego Ethan Page, your TNT champion, Scorpio Sky, and their female partner, none other than Paige Van Zant versus Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and the whiny bitch from Brazil, Tay Conti. Well, at least Sammy and Terry are playing up to the villain role now. What the fuck are they wearing? That is my first note. Tay came out as Maleficent, I think. Mm-hmm, from Disney. Yeah. So it makes sense. They're playing the evil role. We see Ethan beating Sammy. And we see Frankie taking it to Scorp. We see Sammy showboating. And then Scorp taking it to Sammy. Then finally we get Paige Van Zandt and Tay in the ring. I put Tay runs her mouth too much. Frankie pretty much says screw you to Sammy and Tay. America Top Team goes after them. Sammy misses and kicks Tay right in the face. Twice in under a month that Tay Conti's been super kicked. Good. Bitch need be super kicked some more. And we see Scorpio with the TKO and he gets the win. Feud is over. Thank Jesus. Now it's time for Miro to come back. Or Bray Wyatt show up. Or oh, did I say that wrong? Whoever. Just let's Scorpio do Scorpio thing. I don't understand why people hate on Scorp. I love Scorp. Well, I could give you two reasons, and one is probably more relevant than the other. They're WWE fans or they're racist. Good point. So our next match features Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen. 
We see O'Reilly focusing on Darby's shoulder. We see Darby with a busted mouth. That's like the second or third busted mouth of the night. Thank God they have a dentist that works there. Yeah. Then we see Darby going after O'Reilly's knee. Darby with a coffin drop while O'Reilly was hanging in the or hung up in the ropes. O'Reilly gets into an arm breaker and Kyle O'Reilly gets the win. Yay, Kyle O'Reilly wins. Next, we have the AEW Women's Championship match featuring your AEW champion Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. I thought this was a fun match. I put, what the fuck is Rosa wearing? Confetti. The 80s want their gear back. No, no. That gear was inspired by the shooting that took place in Texas, since that place is like a big Hispanic culture. And has well, like, I figured it had something to do with like her culture. Yeah, that's what it, it was. But it was so giving me 80s vibes, and I was like, I can't. Please, no. So, and then she auctioned it off and the profits are going to that school in Texas. Nice. I put both women were matched up good. We see Thunder Rosa doing a gold dust impression. I did put the match started getting a little sloppy at the end for me. Thunder Rosa gets the win. Hey, as long as Thunder Rosa wins, I was fine. next match probably one of the highlights of double or nothing it is time for anarchy in the arena oh this match was fun before we even get into the match i have a question huh was anarchy in the arena better than stadium yes one yes 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 and there's one reason and we'll get into that so Our ring announcer, Justin Roberts, goes, shit's about to hit the fan. Oh, no, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, you're next. I'm going to be honest with you. Shit's about to hit the fan. It's time for anarchy in the arena. I love that. Then we see JAS all coming out in all matching white outfits, looking like they're like the Backstreet Boys or something. You are my fire. No, no. No, you do not want it that way? No, I do not want it that way. Not from you. You're my son. That's kind of (laughs) gross. Why did you have to bring that up? Because it's me and you know I do that. Oh, God. And then we see the Blackpool Combat Club coming in through the crowd. We see the Jericho Appreciation Society charging at the Blackpool Combat Club. The best thing about this fucking match, for like the first 10 minutes of this match or so, they just kept playing John Moxley's theme, Wild Thing. That made the whole fucking match. It was awesome. It was Jericho's idea to do it, too. And then he was like, we'll do it for a third of the match. And then being the dickhead heel that I am, I'll break the soundboard. 
Exactly. I put Jericho takes out soundboard. We see Santana puts ha uh, Hager through the table. We see Garcia with Ortiz in the ring. Ortiz uh, tombstones on the steel stairs. We hear the fans chanting AEW. We see Moxley loose loosening up the turnbelt. We see Ortiz and Santana with a ladder, and they simultaneously jump off the ladder. That was a cool and, table spot. And then we see Eddie Kingston, who ended up in a freight elevator with Garcia, mm -hmm. walking to the ring with blood all over his shirt and a can of gasoline. You know, there's only something stopping me from doing that to somebody the police not wanting to go to jail and i'm not a fucking lunatic yet if they do not put that image in fucking gta i don't know that needs to be in the next gta <laughs> the next gta isn't coming out for like another seven years they need to put that in the next gta and we see Kingston pours gas on Jericho while Danielson had the label lock in. And then we see Danielson and Kingston kind of having words and going at it. And then Danielson is passed out by Jericho and Hager. The Jericho Appreciation Society gets the win. A fun little... Eh. It was a fucking bloodbath, and I fucking loved every minute of it. It's too much blood. Cry about it. This is professional wrestling and not sports entertainment. This is a pay-per-view, not a premium live event. So, suck it and fucking deal with it. If you don't like it, oh well, you fucking bought the pay-per-view in the first fucking place, so thank you for supporting AEW. Have a good fucking night. Our next match is our triple threat, triple threat match for the AEW Tag Team Champions. And that features Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. We see shit breaking loose outside the ring. There was a lot of blonde, blonde tags from each team. We see Jungle Boy kick the rope and Ricky Starks goes onto the rope and bruises his nuts. Is what I put. <laughs> Them nuts gonna need some ice. <laughs> I feel bad for Ricky. Uh, hope they're better than what they were feeling Sunday. And we see Powerhouse Hobbs finally off his feet thanks to Swerve. And then we see Swerve taking out everyone. And we see Luchasaurus begins teeing off. Then we get our three big meaty men in the ring. We love big meaty men in wrestling. And we see Hobbs and Lee chokeslam Luchasaurus. Lee suplexes Hobbs over top the rope. And Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus picks up the win and retains their belts. Fun match. Uh, ooh. I'm not mad Jurassic Express one, but I would have liked to see the title change here. I agree. 
I was hoping Starks and Hobbs would would win. But Jurassic Express has they've been good tag team champions. They put on good matches. I'm not complaining that they lost. Yes, but or if, that Ray, they won. if Ray Phoenix hadn't have broken his shoulder, or, I mean his arm, do you think Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus would be tag tag champs? Uh, they would have won it at Revolution. I don't know. So our next match is our main event match. The match that everybody's been dying to see. And that is CM Punk versus your AEW champion, Hangman Adam Page. Success. And both men are nose-to-nose in the middle of the ring. The The crowd is split between each competitor. We see Punk down. Hangman is taking too much time. We see Hangman was going for the buckshot and Punk pushes him into the railing. We see Hangman to the top. We get a a flying something. I can't even read my writing at 1230 in the morning. Flying elbow? I don't know. Lariat, maybe? He gets a two count. And we see Hangman taking it to Punk. Now Punk with offense, each trying to use each other's moves. Note to CM Punk, please do not try the buckshot lariat ever again. You are too fucking old. Please, CM Punk. Thankfully, after said match, he said to never let him attempt the buckshot lariat ever again. Thank you, Punk. Thank you for saying that. We see each trying to use each to use other each other's move. Hangman with the GTS only gets a two count. We see the referee gets knocked out. Hangman looking, picks up the belt to uses it. Puts the belt down. Punk gets the win. And CM Punk is your new AEW world champion. And then FTR comes out and hugs Punk. And that's who CM Punk tells to never let do the buckshot lariat ever again. I need CM Punk and FTR as a faction now. Oh, you know the shirts they were wearing? Mm-hmm. Those are the only three ever made. So, overall thoughts on the pay-per-view? Thought it was good. Like I said, there's some stuff that maybe should have been on like a Rampage or Dynamite. I didn't care about the length because I'm a pro wrestling fan and if you complain about the length, are you really a pro wrestling fan? I mean, you watch WrestleMania, and that's at least six hours long. We had 12 matches. If you want to give me 12 matches for $50, I'm okay giving you $50 four times a year. And, like, none of the matches weren't bad. Like, the only match that I couldn't really get into was the Young Bucks Hardys because the Hardys looked so bad. But now that I know Jeff was really hurt, that explains why it was like that. And, like, it was still a decent It was still entertaining. Exactly. So which was better, Double or Nothing or Revolution? I would have to say Revolution. Wow. 
my next question was did you feel it was too long but you've already answered that so i'll go to my third question your thoughts on the scrum after the pay-per-view <laughs> this so, is your time to let loose because i know you want to <laughs> i love tony khan i love right? tony khan too i just everything this man said <laughs> i fucking love tk um somebody asked cm punk and tony khan about Eric Bischoff calling CM Punk a financial flop for AEW. Tony Khan proceeds to say that is absolute fucking bullshit. Then he goes into about a five-minute rant about why CM Punk has been the most profitful, profitable person in AEW since his debut. And yeah, it was just Tony Khan shitting on Eric Bischoff, and I fucking loved it. I like the part where where Punk was trying to call him down, and, and TK was like, "Let's fucking go." <laughs> <laughs> uh, TK, can you lay off the coffee? <laughs> mm, no. Nah. Somebody tweeted out that he said that that's when he gets his second win is like about 12 12 30 at night so he was raring to go i was like oh fuck <laughs> but yeah the media scrum was really entertaining so somebody asked him about bringing signs to wrestling events in general <laughs> I think Jericho was up there. He's like, no, you can't hold signs and hold your phone. Everybody's holding their phone. That's why nobody brings signs. Exactly. My next question, how do you think Punk will be as champion? And who do you see feuding with Punk for the title? First? I don't know. Because they have to set something up for Punk at Forbidden Door. They have to. Whether it be Will Ospreay, whether it be Akuda, whether it be Kenta, whether it be... It ain't going to be Kenta because Kenta's hurt. Whether it be Takanash, Takanashita, Takashita, anybody. Just give me somebody. Oh, you talking about that new dude in AEW? No, uh, there's oh, a... a different dude. Yeah. Okay. I don't say that new that new little dude, Toshida or whatever, he's kind of cute. But uh preferably I would want CM Punk versus Willow Spray. There is no bias in that statement at all. Oh shit. I would I'm be calling fine with Akuda versus CM Punk. I would be mm-hmm. fine with Kenta. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, but to answer your question on who I would want to see him feud with, Eddie Kingston. Nice.
And then you have Eddie Kingston win the title. Then you have Eddie Kingston and John Moxley have a feud, and Moxley wins the title. And then I don't know where you go from there. Okie dokie. But yeah. My thoughts? Not sure how CM Punk will be his champ. He seemed very excited about winning it. Was he ever champion in WWE? Did he win the world champion in WWE? Yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, for the next part of the question, who do you see feuding with Punk for the title? I would have previously said this would have been a good time for him and MJF to finally finish off their feud because, you know, they were one and one. Mm-hmm. But with MJF acting like a little spoiled brat bitch. I don't think that's happening. I kind of don't see that now. Um... I really don't know who would be a good feud because if you bring somebody in new everybody's gonna bitch about it mm-hmm. um i definitely don't want them to turn around and give it right back to hangman no kenny omega is not coming back anytime soon so i would have to say maybe moxley maybe brian danielson um I mean, as much as TK likes Sammy Guevara, maybe Sammy Guevara? No. Please no. Please no. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. But, anyways. So, my last thing. Everybody that was bitching about a five-hour pay-per-view, I don't ever want to hear your fucking mouth again if you watch fucking NASCAR. Because NASCAR's Coca-Cola 600 was seven fucking hours long, but nobody bitched about it. But yet, people bitched about a five-hour pay-per-view that was slamming from top to bottom. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I watched both. Actually, no. Wait, the 600. Yeah, the 600 started at 6 and it didn't. ended at midnight. Mm hmm. But also, you got to factor in cautions. They had a red flag because somebody flipped. I'm just basing it on time. I don't care what the reason was. Do not fucking come at me about a five-hour pay-per-view when your fucking ass is going to sit in a goddamn grandstand for seven hours for a race. Because my ass would have sat there for five hours at an AEW event. (laughs) I mean, technically you do when we go to AEW because what, Dark's 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Seven to eight. Dynamite's two. So you're, yeah, you're there four hours. So, yeah. But, anywho, I think that's it. But, anyhow, AEW was slamming last week from Las Vegas. Can't wait to see what happens tomorrow in Los Angeles. I have a new write-in 
for the 2024 presidential election? Tony Khan. Tony Khan for president. You know what? I am going to write in Tony Khan. I think I am too. Can you imagine all the all the AEW fans writing in Tony Khan for president? Just let, let's just write in Tony Khan. Yeah. So that is our Dynamite Rampage and Double or Nothing review all in one. Normally these would be separated. Have fun with it. But because we're slackers and figure, you know, it is summer and you'll be traveling, so you wanted a longer podcast today. And guess what? You could go listen to our last episode when we talk about the Obi-Wan series. Yes. So, but have fun with that. Say, yes. As we say on the mid-podcast, because you're mid and we know it, we are wrestled out. Not me. I'm never wrestled out. Goodbye, I'm, people. I'm not neither. Goodbye, people. <laughs>